have to forgive my blocked nose in this episode. Uh, main body has come and the arrival of Christchurch Inns has brought with it the usual crud that our immune systems are pardon me, in no state to take. So I'm completely blocked. But let me get the brawn and we'll turn our attention to one of the least celebrated explorers of Antarctic history, British sealer George Powell. George Powell was employed by Daniel Bennett and Sons of London. On his second Antarctic sealing voyage as captain, Powell was in charge of the English sealing vessel Eliza and was already at the Falklands when Palmer arrived aboard the Hero in 1820. His part in the seal clubbing boom of that season is largely undocumented in the material I have to hand for researching this podcast, but his exploits come to light the following year, when Nathaniel Palmer encountered him near Elephant Island in charge of a small vessel called Dove. Well educated and interested in the natural sciences, Powell made meteorological observations, recorded magnetic variation, took hydrographic measurements and collected soil samples as he sealed the results of his efforts being forwarded to the Royal Society. In 1821, with the previous season's efforts depleting the accessible islands of seals and with Yankee Harbour full of sea ice, Powell and Palmer sailed in concert north of Elephant Island to Clarence Island and then headed east. On the 6th of December, Powell sighted and named the forbiddingly steep and unvegetated Inaccessible Islands, now known as the South Orkney Islands making a landing on and naming Coronation Island on the 7th, and claiming it in the name of King George IV. But where Powell was all for lowering a boat and planting a proclamation in a bottle, Palmer would not put ashore on islands showing no promise as sealing sites. It's another measure of the intensity of sealing activity in the region at this point, that just four days after making the first recorded sighting of the islands discussed, they were independently sighted a second time by Michael MacLeod, a Scottish sealer in command of the Beaufoy, working with James Waddell. It's possible the disparity in territorial eagerness between the English and American crews was a matter of confidence in the ability of the respective nations to back any claim up. With American interests focused on opening up the Western territories of their own continent, and with a strong British naval presence in many South American ports, the American sealers may not have seen much mileage in establishing even the flimsy territorial pretext offered by a flag-raising ceremony on a desolate rock in an icy sea. British barriners, both merchant and military, were accustomed at this point in history to branding as much of the world as possible with property of the crown, and so may have performed the rights regardless of the local power imbalance. Early American reticence to put parties ashore for such claiming ceremonies exasperated later American administrators seeking evidence of US primacy in reaching particular areas, and historical precedents to act as fulcra in levering American territorial interests in the region. After spending a week in the area of the islands and finding no seal colonies, Powell and Palmer parted company in mid-December. Powell sailed south, but found his way blocked by sea ice at 63 degrees south, With provisions running low, he headed the Dove homeward, reaching the Thames in August of 1822, carrying 4,500 seal skins and 40 casks of elephant seal oil. Profitable, but clearly not the boom-time cargoes of just a year before. In November that year, he published a chart titled Chart of South Shetland, including Coronation Island, 
and the Pilotage Guide, Notes of South Shetland, printed to accompany the chart of these newly discovered lands, which has been constructed from the explorations of the sloop Dove, these being the first published navigation documents for any part of the Antarctic. George Powell was killed by the native people of Vavau in the South Pacific in 1823. But for that, I'm sure this competent and curious mariner would have made further forays into Antarctic waters, and possibly would loom larger in the consciousness of people interested in the region. This episode I'd like to thank No Illusions, Heath Enright and Lucinda Illusions for their excellent podcast, The Scathing Atheist. These three secular stalwarts are doing sterling work, highlighting religious iniquities and inspiring podcasters everywhere that if you work hard at an original idea, you can make a living from your podcastery and live in Georgia. Next episode, we're going to look at the exploits of James Waddell and how he came to have a seal and a sea named after him and how I came to know how to pronounce his name correctly for a change. Take care and enjoy your coffee.